Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends at Rosie's Corner, Brewerton Ace Hardware, Camillus Golf Club, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Hey, if you're in and around Western New York, Victor, School Street, get on over there, try their ambers, try the lagers and IPAs, crowlers and growlers and everything on tap, and a great food selection uh, as well in a different uh, kind of atmosphere uh, out there with Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor, and a tip of the cap thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families as well as Burn Dairy. Go get all your groceries, all of your hot and cold food, tremendous beer selection, and of course those yummy donuts and yummy ice cream all happening at Burn Dairy at select locations if you're in and around central New York. And of course you can fill up your gas tank there as well. Let's break down what's next for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And clearly we know you know, that it starts and ends with the guy at the quarterback position, Tom Brady, um, you know, 44, soon to be 45, uh, technically did play quarterback until the age of 45, right? Albeit a little short this year in the postseason. But um, I, I would tell you that that Tom Brady, um, you know, he, he'll dictate all of it. Uh, he'll dictate, obviously, what he wants to do. And then from there, I think they have to figure out, you know, how do we build around Tom again? Or how do we build without Tom um, and obviously the draft and free agency and all that sort of thing. Um, it's been kind of talked about a little bit more, you know, to people like Jim Gray on the podcast that Brady and, and Gray do. Uh, in fact, I haven't listened to that podcast. I've heard clips from different uh, other shows. Um, I do have right in front of me, I have the, the Jim Gray talking to Goat's book, which I think will be pretty comparable, but I got to go and listen to some of that audio as well. I, I mean, Brady's so well spoken and the content's got to be incredible. Um, but it's been said more now than ever uh, about, you know, family and this and that and kids getting older and blah, 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 blah. You know, does he want to start into his business stuff uh, on the side while, you know, finally being a full time dad? I mean, something he has not ever done. Um, you know, and, and I can tell you right now, I mean, I, I have a little one at home. I have a toddler. And while I've seen every single day, all, just about, right, because I, I've been home with her a lot, um, and the growth and the difference and the motor skills and all that sort of thing from, you know, three to six to nine months to a year. And then, uh, you know, year one to year two is just so monumentally different as well. Uh, while, while it feels like um, time has been moving along, um, you know, respectively, I, I just think that it also goes the other way, right? I think both can apply at the same time where, you know, that saying the days are long and the weeks are short really comes into play. Other people might say days and weeks are short. 
uh, or, or long and then months are short or however you ca characterize it. Days are long, weeks are short is the one that I know. And uh, it's so true. I mean, now my kid's two years old. We're at the end of January. Boom, 25 months just like that going on to, you know, two and a half, three and, and, and all the next crazy great phases of it. So time does go so fast. And, you know, Brady, I mean, how long are you going to do this? Uh, it's not as easy as John Elway, you know, just, hey, let's win these two Super Bowls and ride off into the sunset. Tom Brady, you know, he's a different cat. He's chasing his eighth ring. You know, he's chasing his 11th appearance. And, you know, I don't know when this thing's going to end, but I, I think we're real close. I do. Um, I think he's either going to retire or he's going to play one more year. And it would be great if he just announced that because that way the NFL, and I know a lot of people might not like this, but, but Tom Brady is, is one of the most elite players of all time. Yeah. I get on him for his whining. I get on him for getting more calls than anybody at the quarterback position. It's never been easier for him to play quarterback. Uh, I get on the situation with Brady. It has nothing to do with me being a Bills fan. It has to do with just my personal opinion and my, uh, you know, just just through my lens, what I've seen. Um, you know, Brady uh, got away with Spygate, probably with Belichick uh, and Ernie Adams and company. Um, Brady also has, you know, I don't know why people think that everybody else has had more weapons than Tom Brady. I mean, my God, they used to draft running backs and receivers specifically for him in New England. They created the slot receiver for him. They had Edelman, they had Welker, they had Amendola, they had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez at one point. Um, you know, they, they had a great offensive line. They had borderline defensive Hall of Famers on the other side. You have arguably the greatest coach of all time in Belichick, great coordinator in Josh McDaniels. Um, then he goes to Tampa. He's got Evans, he's got Godwin, he's got Gronk again, Leonard Fournette. I mean, come on, guys. Antonio Brown comes in, boom, wins the Super Bowl. Elite defense on the other side. They can slow down Mahomes. Tom Brady has had as many weapons as any elite quarterback in the history of the NFL. That's how it works. That's how you win championships, and I understand that. But that is a fact. He has had as many, if not more, uh, in the history of football. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, look, their roster, everything that they're going to do from here moving forward is obviously, I'm not breaking any news by saying this, um, you know, it, it's it's just it's going to go through what his decision is, you know, that the, the, all the decisions that are made will, will, will come off of what Tom Brady wants to do. But I, I would love for him to announce it. I'd love for him to say, Hey, this next year is my last, because I think Tom Brady, again, while I've gotten on him for all those things that I just mentioned, Tom Brady deserves, um, a full season of goodbyes. He deserves a full season of gifts and roaring crowds home and away. You know, he he deserves, um, you know, the preseason celebration of his career leading into uh, the rest of his career um, in terms of life career, business career, etc. He, he deserves each week to be celebrated in that final season. And it might be really exhausting to do that, you know, to the point where it might hinder... Um, you know, him mentally in terms of trying to get back and, and winning another Super Bowl, but neither here nor there. I think he deserves that. I think he also wants to try and, you know, go out on top. And look, he could have done that last year, but it was only year one. And I think that they felt with the roster coming back, 
they had as good a chance as anybody to win a Super Bowl. Um, certainly, they won 13 games in the regular season. Um, you know, they came back against the Rams, and it just wasn't meant to be. Um, so it starts and ends with Brady. There, and, and obviously, you know, as I talked about in a previous podcast about the Green Bay Packers with Rodgers, you know, if Rodgers is back, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, is likely back as well. But the, 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 the thing is with, with Tom and this Tampa Bay roster is, you know, if he comes back, he doesn't have, like, long-standing relationships with guys. I know that he, on the short level, has developed, you know, a rapport with all these guys, Godwin and Evans and company. But Rob Gronkowski just cannot run anymore. He cannot physically run routes. His body is so shot. He can catch it and he can block, but he can't move around much anymore. You know, Tom Brady doesn't have sustained relationships with Godwin, Evans, Fournette. Um, for as, you know, productive as they are as weapons, you know, does, does Tom want to come back for, you know, another couple of years of that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, if he comes back, I think you you obviously make the the obvious um, moves, and I think you obviously got to you know bring in and dial Brady into it too, and just being like, hey, you know, like who do you want back, basically, right? Like Evans is already back. Godwin's a free agent. Um, you know, I, I would believe that Brady would want him back um, if you know the situation presented itself. Um, obviously. We know that you know he had the injury, so he's going to be battling back from that. Um, does that affect them in signing him? I don't know. Um, Fournette's also a free agent. Again, what happens with Tom Brady? If there's no Tom Brady, you know they may very well go in a different direction across the board, try to go get another quarterback and try to get receivers who that quarterback might have some success with. Um, if Brady retires, you know would the Buccaneers try to make a play for Aaron Rodgers? Would they try to make a play for Russell Wilson? Um, you know, obviously you have to maneuver those huge quarterback numbers into the salary cap. You'd have to cut people in other places, et cetera. It gets a little, gets a little tricky from that standpoint. Um, but Tampa's free agent list, you know, it's not, it's not really that bad. I mean, if, if they just let, you know, a bunch of these guys go, whether Tom comes back or not, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Jason Pierre-Paul is also a free agent, and Dominic Sue is also a free agent. But you know what? Like They showed towards the end of the year, and especially in the postseason, they showed you know kind of getting pushed around a little bit and, and that they're showing some age as well. Um, I don't think Dominic Sue is worth bringing back for $9 million. I don't want to bring back JPP for almost $13 million. I mean, that, those numbers to me are crazy. Um, if Brady were to step away, um, you could make a play with that money and with whatever, whatever cap money you have plus uh, releases and all the rest, you could make a play for one of the guys who might want out of town in Green Bay and Seattle respectively. You know, Richard Sherman, uh, I, don't, I don't need him back at his age and what he produces at this point. Um, yeah, there's going to be some interesting depth type pieces. OJ Howard, a free agent, Ronald Jones, the second is a free agent. Um, you know, Carlton Davis at corner is a free agent. Um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of guys here. 
uh, who are free agents who have been kind of, you know, just rotational sort of depth pieces for this Tampa Bay team. Um, and, and, and you wonder if they'll be brought back with or without, you know, Tom Brady. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, probably just, uh, I would say, not worth it at this particular point. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, you know, to give him another shot. Uh, Jordan Whitehead is a safety who I would bring back for sure. Uh, I just really like his game. Um, but other than that, I, I think you can kind of look at it both ways as far as who to bring back and who not to bring back. And, you know, this was a year where Tampa, when you go back into the schedule and you go from the very beginning, you know, they started out the year 6-1. and one, And you started having to ask yourself, man, is this team better than last year's Super Bowl team? You know, seriously. Uh, they beat Dallas first game in, in just a great kickoff Thursday nighter. It was a two-point win. Um, you know, you, you've got uh, Atlanta. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, they lose to the Rams, and they win, you know, four straight against the Pats in that, in that, in that great game back at New England. Um, you know, with Belichick and the drama and all the rest. Miami, they killed Philadelphia, Chicago. They lose to the Saints, lost to the football team and you're going oh boy you know this team maybe this team is is vulnerable a little bit but then they reel off again four straight wins you know Giants Colts Falcons and Bills in OT thrilling game where the Bills came back then they lose to the Saints again and you're like man they just can't beat the Saints but they're still 10 and 4 then they end the year with a three-game win streak I mean inside the season they had two four-game win streaks and a three-game win streak 13 and 4 finishing and of course winning the division and um you know this is a team that really had an opportunity of course they beat Philadelphia uh, in the super wild card weekend um and and you know then they lose to the Rams in the divisional round um but it was there for the taking and I think if this team had been just a little bit healthier um not just you know, with like the Godwin situation and all that, but I think just like on defense too, this defense at times really was elite. And then at other times it it, it got carved apart and it wasn't really close to last year's unit. Right. I mean, it really wasn't. I mean, if you think about the dominating performance in the Super Bowl, you think about the dominating performance in the postseason prior to that, uh, this Buccaneers defense was absolutely lights out. Um, you know, they were opportunistic, taking the ball away. They were stripping people left and right, sacks galore. Um, you know, and, and they brought, obviously, the band back together on both sides of the football. But that defense, man, I mean, they got after it last year. I mean, when you think about, you know, Vita Vea, and you think about Indama King Sue, and you think about Pierre Paul, and you think about... Um, you know, Sha- Shaquille Barrett, and you think about uh, Dev, uh, Devin White, you think about Carlton Davis and the secondary guys and how good they are at blitzing and covering. And, um, you know, Levante David's a monster. I-, I just, this defense to me looked a little bit off compared to last year. And you look at some of the scores. I mean, my God, they let 29 in against Dallas. They let 25 in against the Falcons. Um you know, they let 34 in at the Rams during the regular season. Uh, you know, they let 27, uh, 36, excuse me, against the Saints, the first loss. Uh, they even, you know, they gave up 29 to the football team, for God's sakes. 
Um, you know, gave up 27 to the Bills, eh, whatever. Uh, they gave up 31 to the Colts, you know. Uh, gosh, they gave up 24 to the Jets, a game they should have lost, and then Brady goes down in, you know, what, about a minute and just bang, 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 and they and they sneak out of there with a win. Um, you know, and, and they were very vulnerable against the Rams, and, and let's be honest, I, I think coaching wasn't great towards the end as well. I know Todd Bowles, um, you know, has, has been – in sort of the mix again for head coaching position, I, I wouldn't hire him at all. Um, I think he's a great defensive mind. I think he's a really good coordinator, but I don't think he's really well equipped for the CEO job. There are a lot of assistants who have been like that. I've talked about Brian Dable. You know, w- would he be a guy who could handle the CEO role? We don't know until they get into it. But you think about the Dick Jurons and the Jim Schwartzes and the Mike Malarkeys and um, you know the Rex Ryan's and the Chan Galleys and I mean I could go on and on and on with these guys who have been really solid coordinators Rick Dennison uh, but but J- Leslie Frazier but head coaches uh, they've either had an opportunity and fallen on their faces uh, or y- you just wouldn't really give them you know an opportunity um, you know to be the CEO of the group right Dan Quinn uh, is another one. Um, and obviously for him, it doesn't help that he blew a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. So the Buccaneers' defense, I think maybe maybe with this you know free agent group, uh, you look at Pierre Paul and Sue with the money. Golston, 5.5, eh, probably not worth it there. Um, my God, I mean, that right there, if you look at it, you don't bring some of these guys back. My goodness, you're already looking at uh, at uh, 2020. 525 and change million right there with three players. Um, you don't bring back Sherman. There's another 1.3 and change, you know, 25, 26 million. You, you know, you, you, you maybe part ways with, you know, a couple of guys who are making around 900 uh, grand to a million. Uh, I would sign Carlton Davis, though, um, and, and Jordan Whitehead. I think you could get those guys for a couple million each. Uh, maybe sign them like a two, three year deal. Um, but everybody else, I wouldn't. Uh, defense. I mean, you know, the McClendon situation, meh. Again, depth piece, Kevin Minner. I, you know, I, I just, I think maybe this defense, the way they looked, um, you know, I think you got to build it around Devin White and Levante David. I think you got to go out and get more. I think Viva is fine. Uh, he's a big time plugger there. Uh, but then you got to maybe go out and find edge rushers in the draft and kind of retool this thing a little bit. But obviously, everything will come down to Tom Brady. We know that. And, um, you know, it should be fascinating to watch in the offseason. Uh, if he does retire, I hope it isn't, you know, an announcement in week 12, week 13. He may do it that way um, because he doesn't want to deal with the swan song the entire season. But I'm here to tell you that I'd rather have it the other way, selfishly, just so there is a deep week-to-week appreciation uh, tour. And thank you uh, to Tom Brady for everything that he's been in the game of football. I mean, the quarterbacking, the leadership, uh, the example he's set, the ambassadorship, uh, handling himself great after wins and losses alike, Um, you know, being awesome with the media, um, you know, great with charities. Uh, You know, he's just been, he's been a marvel. Uh, He's been unbelievable to watch for 20 years, 10 Super Bowls, 7 wins. I mean, it's just, we'll never see it again. Um, and, and I know a lot of people got Tom Brady fatigue here the last three, you know, one, two, three, five, six years even. Uh, and the Bills, you know, had their butts beat in 
by Tom Brady year in and year out, which again, I don't know if I've ever seen one team have a number like the Patriots did over the Bills for 20 years uh, and really that whole AFC East. Um, but what I will tell you uh, is that despite all that, uh, there is an appreciation for this guy, and I'd like to see him get that appreciation from the masses and uh, you know the thank yous and all the rest uh, as much as possible if 2022 is, is his last season. I hope this year, honestly, isn't his last for that very reason. I'd really like to see Tom get you know, all the gifts and the celebrations and the and the video tributes and things of that nature. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's the ML Sports Platter giving you what's next for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Make sure you hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and find the ML Sports Platter on Instagram and Facebook. Follow along as well as my ML Sports takes all over social platforms like IGTV and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, and Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Man, is their food good. If you're in and around Central New York, get to your local Chick-fil-A. They've got the chicken nuggets and tenders, mac and cheese, the waffle fries. They have to-die-for milkshakes, all Coke products, amazing, amazing cookies. They'll cater your event. And oh, by the way, breakfast is to, to die for as well with their scramble bowl, all the breakfast sandwiches, you name it, it's all happening at Chick-fil-A in Cicero and Clay, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks again for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.